Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi everyone, it's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Living life as a gringo Where you question Where you fit And every time you mingle They say you do this With not enough that My rapping is really bad <laughs> This life as a gringo Yes, hello and welcome To another episode of Life as a gringo I am Dramos Of course It is Thursday So it means time for our Thursday Trends episode And helping me break down Some of these headlines He is returning to the show Friend of the show, attorney, and TikTok creator known as Luisito. How you feeling, my bro? What's going on, brother? Everything is good, man. It's good to be back on your show. I I appreciate it. Uh, we're we're both uh repping the the Puerto Rico gear right now. Uh, we both bro. got the the hats on. World Baseball Classic going on. It's a big night, Dominican Republic. Yeah, Puerto Rico, man. It's it's take it all, leave it all. You know. We'll see I what know. Happens. Yeah, especially after that ass whooping that Venezuela gave us. I am a little bit, uh, a little nervous. Either we get them back or Dominican Republic will get them for us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's we'll what see. we can hope for. But man, there, there's always so much to talk about. Um, it seems like our boy, uh, as you refer to him, the tangerine demon, Donald Trump, is always making headlines here. So we'll, we'll talk about this latest, uh, man, char- potential charges that are being brought up uh, on him now, a case that kind of, um, has been brought alive again. We thought it was dead, and now it's back here. Uh, you know, possibly going to be something that sticks. We'll mm-hmm. also talk about this uh, medication, these abortion pills, and and Walgreens seeming to kind of crumble to the pressure of Republicans. And now there's this whole big argument happening back and forth. And I think even the larger conversation is how extreme the Republicans are trying to go at this point. You know, beyond just Roe v. Wade, beyond just abortion they're they're going to every length that they possibly can which is a uh, pretty pretty fucking scary to say the least oh, yeah. um and we'll also talk about the the silicon valley bank collapse because it seems like some people like ron DeSantis, uh, uh they seem to think that diversity is the reason why this uh this bank has collapsed as well as a journalist from the wall street uh wall street journal so we'll, we'll talk about that and then on the positive side of things you have the first Mexican-born woman to travel to space. She is now being honored in a very legendary way that I think um, is is the representation we're all searching for when we're talking about young girls. Um, you know, be I know you have a daughter. I have a, a young niece. Um, we'll, we'll talk about the representation that's happening where where you know young girls are going to be able to see themselves in some of these characters and, and toys that uh, you know have famously just been white. Uh, for for a very long time, so we'll get into all that, man. Let's just start with the nonsense, the BS, and we'll we'll do a deep dive in a segment we call for the people in the back. Say a lot for the people in the back. All 
All right, so let's start. Let's start with the Tangerine Demon himself, man, Donald Trump, right? The gift that keeps uh, he had, on yeah, the gift that keeps on giving, exactly. And and he has a number of court cases that like we're just waiting for the shoe to potentially drop on. Um, this one right here in Manhattan, people thought it was kind of dead in the water, and for whatever reason, now it seems like it's got a whole new life uh, on it. And and this is um, the Manhattan grand jury investigating the one hundred and thirty thousand dollars that uh, went to former porn star Stormy Daniels just before the 2016 election. And what they're investigating is is whether or not the hush money amounted to an improper campaign contribution, right? And if it was planned in order to evade campaign finance laws. And again, this is one of the many cases that he has. There are people who are sort of theorizing that his presidential run is also a legal strategy of his to avoid any sort of charges. Uh, I mean, you're an attorney, you follow the news, your thoughts when you see this case kind of pop up. Yeah, I think that a, a lot of the stuff that these DAs are doing is trying to find out what works and what can stick, you mm. know, because at this point, you, he had a lot of moving things going on, right? Sure. He had the case where he took the classified documents, which was a pretty mm-hmm. big no-no. But then other people started coming out that they did the same stupid shit. So I was like, nah, right. I don't think this is going to work. And they rethought his strategy. Um, there was also the tax case. The tax case was huge. I actually thought they were going to get him on that. Because yeah. I know the New York DA was on him for a while because of his tax situation. He was avoiding mm-hmm. tax. They got yes. everyone in his entire organization, but apparently he right. was untouchable. So yeah. Then they also had the treason charges, which in my opinion, I thought those were the best charges, the ones where they're going to charge him with inciting an insurrection. And that would have also been perfect because they would have made him ineligible to run for the presidency. Mm-hmm. But now this new case it seems to be holding water because campaign financing laws are very strict. And it, it, you're, you're limited to the amount of dollars that whatever the campaign um, law says you can like donate or right. receive. And if you get out of that line, then it's pretty clear cut. I think at this point, prosecutors are starting to get him into something more concrete instead of stuff that can be led to different types of interpretation. Yeah, I mean, it It, it seems like he always finds a, a way to kind of, you know, weasel out of whatever is happening. Now, yeah. it, from from these charges, from what you understand, if he is charged and found guilty, is this something that would lead to jail time? Is this something that would bar him from running for office? I mean, from from what you understand, what would kind of be the potential, uh, yeah. you know, things that would happen, the potential fallout? Well, the presidency of the United States is one of those situations that very it's very strange because there's very few, believe it or not, there's very few little things that will allow you to not run as president of the United States, including past convictions. You can mm. get away with a lot of shit, but... I don't think he's going to go to jail. I think in all honesty, this might be a strategic move to get him to not run. I think Mm. if they do have charges on him, they might in secret and and indoors, right, with nobody to see, tell him, look, you know, we don't want to pin this on you. We'll give you no jail time. Um, We'll just put you on a light probation, but you got to plead guilty and you got to promise that you're not going to run for the presidency. I think that Mm. the powers that be are doing everything in their power to have this man not run for the presidency again because they know that he is a threat to democracy. They understand sure. at a deeper level. I think even Republicans understand it, you know? And it might be, a, yeah. who knows? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think that anybody who's sensible, I mean, you saw the midterms, right, how that went. Of course, you still have a, a faction of the party who is just mega crazy, right? But it wasn't the overwhelming numbers that they thought it would be, you know? So they're kind of seeing a bit of a break, you know, from the extremist Republicans and and kind of the other Republicans. And, and you know, obviously the cowards that they are, they're yeah. kind of going to wait and see where the chips fall with Donald Trump before they really are honest and begin kind of bashing him for um, the tyrant that he is, you yeah. know. But but yeah, it, it to your point, you know, I'm sure behind closed doors, there are a ton of them. I mean, we, shit, we saw the Tucker Carlson text messages from 2020, you know. Um, where these guys are all saying that they just want him to go away at this point, right? And oh, yeah. it, it, it's like, you know, now these sort of inmates are leading the asylum where like the people almost have too much power over the um, the politicians. And it's it's kind of, they're all just kind of waiting in the water to see what the best thing to, best strategy is to win. 
Correct. And when you saw the results of the primary, everybody that Donald Trump endorsed ended up losing. So mm -hmm. a lot of the Republicans are seeing the writing on the wall that he and his power and his rhetoric is slowly dwindling down. And he's mm -hmm. only harming the party. And they know it. The GOP doesn't want to deal with that little squeaky tire. So they just want to kind of get rid of him. So there's a lot of moving parts playing into this. It will be very interesting to see how him and Ron DeSantis duke it out for that top right. position. Because I don't see anybody in the Republican Party right now, to be honest, that can be a true contender but him and Ron DeSantis. Um, maybe Nikki or Rindawa or whatever the hell she's calling herself these days because she changes <laughs> every two weeks. <laughs> but whatever she, she plans on doing, I don't think she's going to be successful. I don't think she has the base. Um, but Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis sure have that base. It's a matter of seeing how they're going to be dividing the party and what factions are going to take which side, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, to your point, I think it seems like DeSantis may be the only one. And even even now, it's still early to, you know, a lot of people are still seeing the polls that he is trailing, even if, if it happened today, let's say the the Republican primary. Uh, I mean, I'm curious. The so last thing I would ask is like an attorney as an attorney, yeah. is it frustrating to just see somebody being able to constantly beat the system? And even when you talk about Democrats as a whole, they've been just getting their ass whooped in these court cases, basically left and right, whether it's student loan forgiveness and all these yeah. different things. I mean, it's got to be frustrating for you, you know, who studied the law and seen all these things. And it just is so obvious what the right answer, you know, to, to these cases should be. Yeah. Why do you think I don't practice law anymore? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's definitely frustrating. But, you know, people, people in the United States and, you know, in Puerto Rico and everywhere for that matter, people need to understand that there's two Americas, you know, mm -hmm. there's the America that you have when you confront the legal system and you have resources and money and a certain color of your skin, the mm -hmm. outcome is always going to be different, you know? Right. But when you right. don't have resources and you don't have money, everything changes, you know? Mm -hmm. Donald Trump is a very powerful human being with a lot of, of people connected in very high places. And it, you can throw a lot at him, but at the end of the day, judges, um, people that, are, that work in the system, DAs, mm -hmm. And including members of the jury, these people are human and they are affected right. by their emotions, by how they vote, by their religious beliefs, by a bunch of other shit, you know, mm -hmm. and those decisions and those backgrounds, those decisions are influenced by those backgrounds. The, the mm -hmm. primary, the primary example of that is Kyle Rittenhouse and, and the mm -hmm. judge that managed the case and how that judge managed the case. And you can see that he was partial in favor in Kyle, because obviously the guy was a Republican, you know, that's how the legal system works. And you can, you can bark and complain how much you want, but that's just the reality of it. As an, as a person who worked the system, such as, as me, as a lawyer, I saw it time and time again. And my father, who was an attorney, told me the same thing, you know, that the reality of what they teach you in law school and what you're going to confront in the real world are two very different things. But I mm -hmm. think eventually he'll fall because nobody is that, infallible you know he's right. human he makes mistakes and nobody really is above the law you can tittle tattle with it and you can w wiggle your way out of it every now and then but look at jeffrey epstein you know he got away right. with it for years but until a point where it was like dude no more is no more you know and they got him and i think that's what's going to happen to Donald trump eventually it's just a matter of time it's a game of attrition you know right right and and it's probably going to be something like in comparison to the other charges, something silly like paying a porn star for uh, for Ooh. for sex, like that would be the stupid thing that trips up this guy, bro. You never know, you know. Look at yeah. how they got, was it John Wayne Gacy? I think it was him. Or, no, it was the son of Sam. You know, they mm. got it for a parking ticket, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, people yeah, I mean, get look at OJ. OJ. Yeah, people get caught on dumb things sometimes, and yeah. his his case might be that case. It might be Stormy Daniels that bring him down. <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> wouldn't it be awesome though <laughs> that would be that that would be would be amazing to to see that that is his uh his, his fault his dick got him to ruin everything he's ever worked for i think that would be amazing to yeah. to see now yeah. now moving on to that you know to other stories here we're still talking about republicans and the lengths that they're going to just be extremist at this point and particularly we're talking about abortion and obviously the larger conversation is a woman's right to choose a, a woman's right to um, decide what happens or doesn't happen to her body. 
Now you have this whole controversy going on with Walgreens. And recently you had uh, almost 20 Democratic senators calling on Walgreens to really provide more details about what the fuck they're actually doing because they had indicated that they weren't going to be carrying this abortion pill um, as a result of pressure from Republicans, attorneys generals, right? And yeah. they're, they're talking about how they, they were threatened with, you know, potential legal consequences if they, they uh, sold that medication in their states. Um, and, and Walgreens seemed to have folded under the pressure at the time. Um, California even actually took the step to canceling a contract that they had with Walgreens as um, kind of a retribution for, for that. Now you have the Walgreens spokesperson, uh, Frazier, Ender, and German responding um, in a statement saying that we want to be very clear about what our position has always been. Walgreens plans to dispense, and the, uh, it's called Mife Pristone, in any jurisdiction where it is legally permissible to do so. Now, be that as, as, it, as it may, if that is their official stance, whatever happens, it's also just a scary fact that Republicans are going to this extreme that they're willing to threaten legal action against a pharmacy for carrying a, a pill. And it, 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 again, makes you question, like, where does this end? They already got it, got what they wanted, right? Roe v. Wade was reversed. Their base is celebrating. But at mm. what point does it stop? They just keep trying to push the needle. It doesn't stop. That's the problem. That's what I, I posted on my video recently. When yeah. Roby Way got returned, that's the first thing I said in, in, in that day. And I made a video about it the other day saying yeah. that it's just the beginning of, of a lot more that's going to happen. You know, Roby Wade was a litmus test for privacy rights, you know, mm. on, on how much you can infringe on individual rights. With the people of the United States and it held water. And the moment the court said, we can do this, the sky is the limit. They won't stop. They won't stop until they get to this handmade stale religious fascist state. You know, their version of this is, is very wild. That's why they, it was in Tennessee, they are now banning um, interracial marriages and marriage. Yeah of a different uh, religious beliefs. So if you're a Catholic, you can't marry a Jewish person. You know, it's mm -hmm. it's that bad. The county clerk can actually deny those type of marriages. Is it legal? I don't think so. But the problem is, once it goes all the way to the Supreme Court, then it will it, it will be put under that same test of what yeah. is considered a privacy right and can the state intervene in, in such rights? And the answer is probably going to be yes. And it will keep going forever, dude. It's wild. What's happening in Florida right now with books being yeah. that shit is the same thing. Republicans want to keep pushing this, this needle because they know they don't have the popular vote. They know mm -hmm. their numbers are dwindling and people don't like them and they don't want to vote for them anymore. So they're just trying to, it's like a, a dying animal biting people when they get too close to him or trying to catch their last breath. You yeah. know, it's very dangerous and very scary to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because like you said, there is no end in sight. And the, the shit that you're talking about, be it marriage or banning of books, like these are things that happened decades ago that we were supposed to have progressed past. Right. And now we're literally going going back. You know what I mean? Like going back in time that you, you yep. can't even read, uh, you know, this uh, uh, Roberto Clemente, the biography of, of him, you know what I mean? It's banned in Florida. Like that stuff is, that's crazy. You know, like that, that it, it, it really is. And, and what's sad to me is like a lot of this is, especially that with what DeSantis is doing in Florida, this is just performative politics, you know, oh, yeah. and they're performing to maintain power, to gain more power. And they're doing it while putting other people's lives and livelihoods at risk, right? I mean, even right. him just shipping migrants to a random city, um, you know, just so he can get on TV and seem like the strong Republican who's against, uh, you know, illegal immigration. Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, not giving a shit about what happens to these people when they get there, uh, yeah. you know, or the fact that they may not know anybody in that city that you're dropping them off on. Like, it's, it's really disgusting the lack of humanity right this is beyond just like a political belief system mm -hmm. it's beyond like you know are you conservative or or liberal this is like power at 
at what at any cost, essentially. These people are evil. They're the embodiment of true evil in politics. It's terrible, and it's unlike anything I have ever seen in my entire life. I'm 47 years old. I've seen a lot of shit, but I've yeah. never seen anything as dark and as horrible and scary as this. It's really, really people. I said it the other day on one of my videos. I said people don't realize how bad this is, you know. And they were like, "Oh, you, you, you know, you're spewing your hate," and I'm like, "You people are crazy. You're just a bunch of cult members that don't see." the damage that is being done by, by your party. And then they compare with Democrats. It's so stupid. Oh, they're all the same. I'm like, they're absolutely not the fucking same. They're very different. You got one who is imperfect and trying to make things work, and you got another one who is just censoring, you know, just mm. violating the Constitution, violating individual rights, breaking the law, all in the name of religion and fanatical beliefs and views. It's crazy. And it's going to get far, far worse. Close to civil yeah. war. Yeah, and that's what's what's scary. And I think, and I've seen a lot of those comments. Oh, neither side cares. Both sides, you know, they they are just out for themselves. And I think I don't know if you've seen that. Like Russell Brand's videos have been going viral on TikTok recently, where he's really kind of poking at both sides and saying that the Democrats are just as bad as the Republicans. And sure. while I I agree that there are certain news pundits that like are you know very obvious with their agenda and they're not really delivering news as much as they're delivering entertainment. Yeah. They're, the, no, the two I, sides are fighting for two very different things, right? And that you can't yeah. make an argument against that. One is literally trying to destroy democracy just to maintain any sort of power. And the, right. while the Democrats uh, are, are not, you know, this example of being amazing representatives of the people, again, yeah. one side is literally trying to set us back hundreds of years and destroy democracy in the process. Yeah. Yeah, I realize that Democrats are not perfect and they are screwing things left and right in some instances. Mm -hmm. I understand that. But listen, in reality, when the the Democratic Party um, wasn't the one that took away the people of Puerto Rico's right to self-determination, mm -hmm. it was Republicans. It was 221 of them that voted against Puerto Ricans self-determining their lives right. and their country. It's all in the, the proof is in the pudding. You know, you can call it whatever you want. They won't, Democrats are not the one banning books. You right. know, it, it's. But again, you know, Republicans have a very crafty way now of calling us racist and calling us on the other side. You're the, right. the bad ones. I'm like, this is the equivalent of I know you are. Well, what am I? You look like children. Right. It's so dumb. Yeah. It it's it, it literally it's it's so ridiculous, but their base just eats it up. And and again, at this point, their base has almost become too powerful for mm -hmm. any sort of reversal. Right. Like the crazy people will not believe anything else and they'll just go somewhere else to get their crazy news. Right. And that's where like they have Fox News and Tucker Carlson by their balls, basically. Right. Where like yeah. the, these guys have to just go up there and, and sell themselves out. Because they know that the 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 audience is more than willing to go to the next shiny object that is reaffirming their nonsense. And you, you man, hit the spot on that one. That's that's yeah. absolutely what's happening. It's scary that that's the current state of our journalists. It, they they're gonna have to you know try to figure out a way to make things work. But at this point, I think it's better if they just separate the entire fucking country and make it like South Korea and North Korea. <laughs> I don't give a shit anymore. I'm really that serious. People think yeah. I do. It, but it's like, why do I want to stay in a place where it's like we are we have incompatible, irreconcilable differences? It's like we're not mm -hmm. gonna we're not gonna work it out. We're a fighting couple in the war of the roses who hate each other, and yeah. we can't see eye to eye on anything at this point. You know, they think we're just as crazy and as evil as they are. They think we're like right. shit children out to be sold for people and yeah. shit. You know, it's wild the shit they think about other people, and it's like. How do you solve that? How do you make them understand that what they think is true is not? It's impossible, you know? It, it's really... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I mean... Yeah, I mean, it, it sounds cynical, but at the same time, it's also, like, logical, right? Because... Yeah, I don't want to sound do you, statistic, but... Yeah, but, but, like, yeah, how how... You can't convince these people otherwise. I mean, you know, and, like, we both see it on social media and, like, you can use their arguments against them and they'll always find some sort of way to justify it, right? Like, oh, yeah. there's no rationale there. There's no, like, 
okay, you have a point there type of thing, right? There's not, there's literally excuse after excuse as to why it's okay that like Trump is evading taxes and, and you know what I mean? But like, uh, the, the bigger fish is in Washington. Like somebody even argued that when the Trump organization got busted, uh, and, and their argument was that Trump was trying to drain the swamp and try to stop people from evading, you know, taxes and things like that. Like it, they think he's some god. It's just strange. Yeah, it, it it is. And then, I mean, to your point about you know, like separating the country, it sounds like a crazy thought, but also it sounds crazy to me. Like I'm kind of scared to go to a state like Florida, especially when they're going to be passing like all kinds of new gun laws. You know what I mean? And empowering racists to just fucking be outward about it, like. It doesn't seem like a safe place for somebody like myself. And you're and you and I are men. Imagine women. Right. You right. think a woman wants to go to Texas or Florida and live yeah. there? Bro, if you're a woman in Texas and you live there or Florida, you should be terrified of your existence. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. alone just being in that place. You are you could be bounty hunted. There's yeah. there's a law passing right now where they want to execute women that have had an abortion. Execute mm-hmm. them. Like, Literally, like in the Bible, like just stone them or kill them or hang them from some fucking tree. Hmm. It's getting really people don't don't understand that these people they will do whatever people let them get away with, you know? Right. Right. I had a friend one time, well, they call him lightly a friend, but he was religious and I asked him, It's like, why do do, do you if you believe everything that the Bible says, would you allow a stoning of of a woman? And and he answered, Well, no, because it's illegal. Right. Not because it's wrong. Right. <laughs> First thought was like, no, because the law doesn't allow it. I was like, that's a very crafty and honest way of answering that fucking question, you know? Yeah. But even flipping it on its head, that, you know, abortion, you know, was legally allowed. So does that mean that that supersedes the Bible, right? Because if he's saying that the law supersedes the Bible, that, like, there's no logic. Like, where does it end at that point, right? Like, they're literally what? just fucking moving the goalposts. Oh, yeah. They're crazy, you know, but it's it's what I've been saying all along. People don't want to vote. They're they're typical about it. They don't care. And I'm like, you're playing with fire because at one point yep. it's going to be when you want to do something about it. At that point, it might be late and they'll be like, yeah, no, nah, can't do shit about it. All right. So we got a couple more things I want to cover, but uh, let's, let's stop here. Let's take a pause. It will take a quick break and then we'll be right back. I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles. Because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there, I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community, because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need, and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura Podcast Network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. 
We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. All right, we are back now. We've been talking about DeSantis, and of course, he has an opinion on this whole Silicon Valley bank collapse that happened, right? Um, And obviously, it's a scary situation anytime a bank is not able to provide the people that are banking with it the money that they've deposited and invested into said bank, right? But what's interesting is, and, and I guess it's typical at this point, now this becomes a part of the culture war, right? How can we turn this story into something that goes against the quote-unquote woke mob, right? So you have someone like DeSantis who is blaming the bank's collapse on its concern with, uh, quote, DEI, which is diversity, equity, and inclusion, and politics, right? And then piggybacking off of that, you have Andy Kessler, who's a writer for the Wall Street Journal, right? The Wall Street Journal, a nationally recognized publication, right, that like bears at least in in the minds of of people, you know, historically, credibility, right? Like this is a real newspaper. This is a real, uh, you know, form of journalism. You have one of their writers saying uh, that, that, okay, so he's notating that um, besides the 91% of their board being independent and 45% being women, they also have, quote, one black, one LGBTQ plus and two veterans. And then he goes on to say, I'm not saying that 12 white men would have, avoided this mess, but the company may have been distracted by diversity demands. So he's basically saying that because it wasn't predominantly all white men there, that 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 is why this whole bank has has gone under, right? Because they're too worried about diversity and not worried about functioning their their mm-hmm. bank. And again, I just want to reiterate before I get your reaction that this is somebody with a major platform on a credible, supposed to be credible news news outlet right now yeah. you you hear this what are what are your thoughts they're all doing the white man bidding it's all it's all bullshit once yeah. again let's, let's blame the minorities and blame black people and gay people for mm-hmm. our for our ineptitude for the stupidity that we're doing out there it's so fucking dumb but listen i don't trust any of these institutions to me they're all a fucking joke you know yeah. i was watching a perfect picture today i think it was on my facebook screen where it showed it showed a bunch of forbes um images on their front pages and it yeah. showed um homes the woman who committed fraud and she was going to make that um little scientific machine that was going to drop right. you oh you know, yeah yeah, yeah. there's yep. a fantastic yep. documentary on it on hulu that talks about yeah. it um i think elizabeth Holmes is her name um yeah amanda i think so C- i think there was even like a tv show uh yeah, amanda yeah Seifert, I think, hulu. it's called the it's called um Oh my God, the name is not coming to me right now. It's a fantastic series. But she was in yeah. one of the covers. Forbes, like, wow, this woman is amazing. Then they right. put the ex guy who committed fraud against all those people investing in it, including Kevin Leary. Yeah. And then right. they, they, you know, the guy from WeWork. Listen, all these yes. people have always been time and time again bamboozled by, yeah. by people that are white and powerful and have money. You know, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. we listen to them because they're Harvard graduates or they have a lot right. of money or they have an idea. And then when they fuck up or they take everybody to the cleaners and they steal money from people, then everybody's surprised. But you're right. the ones promoting these idiots like they are the next coming of Jesus. It's all yeah. bullshit. You know, the, the bank that what happened with the collapse of that bank, everybody could see it. It's a result of uncontrolled capitalism. It's a result of deregulation. And it's a result of an unstoppable money printing machine that is the Federal Reserve, which is run fiat currency since the 1970s. You know, mm-hmm. we don't have the backing of gold anymore. A dollar is not really worth, worth a dollar. And people right. don't understand that. And these people fix problems by printing more money. And it's mm-hmm. not going to solve mm-hmm. the problem. The problem is that they're not regulating these people enough. They are playing gambling with other people's welfare. And they are basically like, it's like a giant white racist people casino where they do whatever right. the fuck they want. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's a good way to, 
you know? a good way to put it. Yeah, I mean, but and also the like the irony of this whole claim that because they 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 chose to have a diverse uh you know board, right? Like, yeah. how come when the we've had the the Bernie Madoffs of the world, we've had all sorts yeah. of Wall Street shit, Enron, whatever it was, nobody was like. That's because we gave the white guy too much power. Like that yeah. never is the response, right? It's always like, oh, that was just a bad apple. That was just <laughs> somebody who was incompetent, right? Like the you bring yeah. up the WeWork guy who who ended up just kind of being a moron and like his wife was starting a school and she was even a bigger moron. You know what I mean? Like, but that's just them. They're just, you know, kind of the anomalies. But like yeah. you point to this thing of of because they had a diverse board and like that's probably the issue. Like that that it's so crazy. And then the the thing is. I guarantee you somebody like this guy is going to claim he's not a racist, right? Because he can't see it as as something racist. He thinks he's just spewing facts at this point. And and that's like the the problem in itself right there is like people have no self-awareness to the bullshit that they're putting out there and their own internalized racism in the way that they see the world. It's crazy the amount of shit that they put out there. But unfortunately, there's a lot of people out there that want to hide the fact they're, that they're incompetent and they throw mm-hmm. shade things and they just mix it up to confuse the shit out of people you know yeah but we all know that the writing is on the wall you know the white men has done has done this shit for years they have controlled mm-hmm. the money for years and now when there's finally some diversity and want i want to have some stake on it by minorities then immediately they blame us it's so fucking dumb right. and so predictable you know I yeah. hope that they all go to fucking prison <laughs> and that they yeah. end their- But the problem is that, again, money talks and there's a lot of powerful people that have their hands on these things. And, you know, mm-hmm. they always... Well, when, when the fraud happened with um, HSBC and Wells Fargo and all these fucking banks in 2008 yeah. and the housing crisis, no, not one person went to jail. It, it was like, mm-hmm. we were all wondering, well, what the fuck happened? What is all this mismanagement and why isn't anybody in jail? And right. nothing happened, you know? That's the worst part yeah. about all this. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, and then they fucking bail him out, you know what I mean? And, like, the guy, like, that guy, I don't remember which which uh, company he was with, but shows up on a private jet to this bailout hearing, you know what I mean? Like, asking right. for money. I mean, shit, even with the, when the pandemic happened, the airline industry, we had to give them money, right? And, like, the yeah. irony that we, the everyday people, are, like, told, you should have a savings, you know, in case things happen. But like these gigantic corporations and industries, they don't have to play by the same rules. Like it, it no. just, it's, it's a ridiculous kind of mindset that we have in this country. And it's the haves and the have nots, of course. Yeah. But when you wanted to do a student loan forgiveness program for $20,000 right. a person, they fucking lost their goddamn minds. I'm like, right. what happened to the fucking $500 billion that we gave to the banking industry that they mm-hmm. turn it into like, foof, like fucking... <laughs> Like right. Sally, like we say in Puerto Rico, and it disappeared, and don't <laughs> complain about it because you were saving the economy. No, you were not. Right. That was just a bailout, so you could pay your CEOs their billions of dollars. It's the same shit that's happening in Puerto Rico with the fucking bonds, and now mm-hmm. they're putting fucking bill on the light electricity so yeah. that they can pay off their investors. Right, it's ridiculous. Right. You know, it's like the houses always wins, and we're just mm-hmm. sitting there holding a shitty hand of fucking blackjack, and we can't do anything about it but be quiet and take it like a champ, you know? Yeah. And then they, they kind of, they, they sell you the facade that this is the right thing to do. This is what we have to do. Um, and yeah, we can't afford to, you know, we have to take away people's, uh, food stamps that we, the bonus we gave them during COVID, you know, because we can't afford to give them that anymore. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause the problem is not billionaires. The problem is these poor bastards that we have to give them $20. here and Right. (laughs) Right. The greatest trick, that the United States and the wealthy has ever pulled is making people think that the 99% is the problem is not them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's wild. It's wild. And people believe it. You know, they've done a good job saying it. They say it every fucking year. Oh, you know, trickle down. I'm like, you, you people keep making more money every year. You're not paying your fair share. You're avoiding yeah. taxes. You're taking your money that comes from capital that is taxed differently. And you don't even right. pay tax on that and you move it ashore. You, you have it in Panama, you have it in the Cayman Islands, you have it in, in right. all these fucking places. In hiding, nobody's saying anything about it, and the people of the United States are the ones holding the bag and maintaining your stupid ass when it keeps making mistakes time and time again. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And now you hear people like 
uh, the Fed saying, whoa, you know, the problem is that too many people are having high paying jobs. We need to pay people less. <laughs> I'm like, you people are fucking crazy. Yeah, it, it, it literally it makes no sense. People can't afford to buy a house. Rent is out of control. It, it, it like I, it's, it's so obvious to see. And, and it's just these people don't give a fuck. Right. It's all about the corporate CEOs, because there's no reason why a company like Amazon should be getting the tax breaks that they get. Right. Because, you know, and, and the whole like the whole argument that, well, they, they need it because they're an upstart and then they're paying their employees this and that. You guys are, are selling a bunch of products that were produced in China for pennies on the dollar. And you can afford to start paying some more taxes. You can afford to pay your employees m- more money. Your CEO doesn't need to make as much money as they do, right? Like, yeah. I think I was, I was reading somewhere that um, there's like a really large percentage of Walmart employees that uh, are on welfare. Like the irony that these are people who are, have a job and their CEOs are making crazy amounts of money and they're selling garbage sure. that was made in China. Like that their employees, the people who are handling their day to day business are are now getting money from my tax dollars because you refuse to pay them a living wage. Like how how does anybody make sense of that? It's crazy. Billions and billions and billions of dollars. But, you know, there's some people out there that are worried more about billionaires than about poor people. It's so fucking yeah. stupid. You know, <laughs> yeah. they're like, oh, you know. We got to keep these people giving their benefits because they're the ones taking all the risk. I'm like, they take no risk. If they lose, yeah. they file for bankruptcy. The law protects them and they can open up their next venture and just take Absolutely. that up. A little loss, they report it. They get no, they, they don't get taxed in it. They report it as a loss. People don't understand that the United States of America has developed a system that is designed for the rich to get richer and the poor to get poor. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah. The United States has one of the largest gaps between the rich and the poor in the entire fucking planet. And there's a reason yeah. for it because it's designed that way. That shit is by design. It's not a coincidence. It's, it's just the way it's supposed to be. It's doing what it's supposed to fucking do. Yeah. No, what, 100%. I'm last thing I actually want to say because you brought up Kevin O'Leary before and that whole, um, what was the name of the company? Was it FTX. E? FTX, right? So he was a spokesperson for this company. It, it was like a, a Bitcoin kind of company, correct? Like a, a yeah, they um, did um, mostly. Well, the guy pretty much took the money of the investors for the for the coin, right? And uh, just basically took it as a personal investment, and he did whatever he wanted with that fucking money over in the Bahamas. It's ba- it was basically money laundering. You know, like he took that money illegally and did it. used it right. for something. Right, but it, it's like these people trust these idiots, and it's like. They think because his parents were both Harvard graduates, then he must be doing something right. Well, that's the thing. I don't know if you saw Hassan Minaj was grilling him when he was uh, hosting The Daily Show because he was yeah. he was saying to him, like, OK, you, you you're claiming, oh, my God, I took a big loss. I lost 18 million personally, bro. You're becoming a spokesman for this company and you're, you're a spokesman because you're supposed to be reaching the everyday person who now is going to invest the little money that they have trying to get ahead. You yeah. getting an 18 million dollar loss. I can guarantee it didn't change your your lifestyle whatsoever, right? Like yeah, that guy really. is still doing whatever. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. you can't comp- sit here and compare like, oh my, but I took a loss. It was a, t-. no, you have to understand the gravity of the decisions that you're making. People are looking to you and you've propped yourself up as an expert to sell advice to people and that you stand by the products that you're, you know, you're a spokesman for and you're causing damage to these people. And like, that's what, you know, we have, like, that's where the focus needs to be. I don't give a fuck that these billionaires lost out on their investment to this company. It's like, what about the people that were, you know, that Tom Brady was being a spokesperson to that thought they should take his advice and and spend the couple thousand dollars in savings they had because that might be their chance to finally get ahead in this world. And it's like, nobody ever talks about that. We're concerned with how much money these assholes lost. It's so stupid. It's so dumb. It's I don't get why we keep protecting these people like they're the the next best thing is it's ridiculous, but we keep doing it. Yeah. You know, there's a there's a weird concern in the United States of America um, for the rich. You know, yeah, we worry about them. We lose sleep over it. We want them to be okay. We coddle them. It's very fucking strange when we should be eating them. Yeah. <laughs> like those it, people it, that it, wanted to eat Ellie in that fucking Last of Us series. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And 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 the last thing I'll say is since we're both Puerto Rican, it's the same. 
it's the same idea that Puerto Rico needs the U.S. in order to have any sort of survival. Like they can't create their own economy or anything like yeah. that. Like uh, it's that same belief system that's been poisoned to the into their minds. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And yeah, it's it's terrible. Yeah, it's sad. It's it's you know. But again, if you repeat a lie long enough, any, everybody will believe it. You know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, that's a, a good point. So all right, we've gotten through. The heavy shit, the 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 stuff that's a little <laughs> bit uh, <laughs> hard to, oh, to stomach. Yeah, I mean, it, it feels like that sometimes. So we're gonna we're going to bring in a story that's a bit more positive and uplifting for our community uh, in our mihente segment. But first, we'll take a, a quick break and then we'll be right back. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling, and it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together, and that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr., and on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate, because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me sharing memories, and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have a, one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so we always want to celebrate people from our community who are, are doing positive things or are getting honored. And this is this is huge right here. So I had talked to, uh, when this happened a few months ago about Katia uh, Esa Zareta, right? And that's a long last name, Esa Zareta. And uh, she's uh, the first Mexican-born woman to travel to space. And now she's being honored by Mattel where they're going to be creating a Barbie of her, right? And wow. It's amazing because, I, you know, again, people don't they oh, this is just woke bullshit. It's it's not, though, because I can, you know, speak to even as as an uncle, my little niece, when I'm going to buy her a Barbie, I want to make sure I find one that looks somewhat like her. Right. So she doesn't grow up thinking that this is how she's supposed to look right, that she's supposed to look like the Barbie and not like herself. And I'm sure you've you've had, you know, similar, I'm sure, um, thoughts as, a, as somebody who has a, a daughter yourself. Incredible, right? What a what a beautiful yeah. moment to be a young Latina woman. I yes. mean, 
historic. But but yeah, you know, some people are always going to think that it's woke because, you know, because diversity apparently bothers some people and representation mm -hmm. is uncomfortable. I get it, you know. It's white supremacy doing what white supremacy is always going to do. I am personally incredibly happy for her. I think it's a fantastic opportunity for her to grow and also for, you know, her her offspring if she chooses to have children. But if she doesn't, you know, there's small young Latino kids that are going to be watching the same men. Yeah. If she can do it, I can sure as hell do it, you know? Yeah. The sky is the limit. And if we keep, like, having these role models, which are much needed, oh, right. you know, we can get so far, but... We need more people like her, you know. I think it's fantastic. I think we need more good black role models, good Latino mm -hmm. role models. It's important for the new generation to see these things, you know. It boosts their their morale and their motivation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I and I think it, it. The reason why we haven't had a seat at the table is because many of us were brought up thinking that we weren't allowed to, right? We weren't told or or brought up in a world that made us feel like we could be at the same level as the powerful people that we see on television or the people that are getting, uh, you know, uh, idolized in movies or, you know, whether it's a Barbie doll or something like that. Like that, that is a very real thing. You know, being able to see yourself in somebody who is successful is huge. That's why something like a, a mentorship is so essential for, for people, you know, um, to have somebody that you look up to that kind of lays down the foundation for you. And if you don't know them personally, like all of that, I know even for me, you know, is, is like, those are things I'm able to point to in the tougher moments, you know, along my, my journey. And they've been essential, you know, so like stuff like this is incredible. We have to celebrate it, but it also needs to become the norm because it is so important. It goes beyond just a doll. You know, this is inspiration at the end of the day. Most definitely, you know, mentoring is important. Just like you said, having the right people, connecting with this young generation and teaching them, hey, this is the importance of what we're doing. You know, we need definitely more of that. Um, I don't know if we have it. <laughs> I think it could be a little better, but sure. we're getting there. And it's fantastic news for her. I'm, I'm actually really, really very happy for her. I've seen a couple of her TikTok. I think she follows me too, which is cool. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's a, it's always good though, showing each other love. I mean, yeah, speaking yeah. of TikTok, yeah, you know, I know you're you're you've been super active. We were talking before. You've kind of been uh, taking a little a little break from it. Um, yeah. Anything anything for you that you want to put out there as far as updates? Anybody that follows you and, and has been seeing your content or just shit you've been observing that you you know you kind of want to share? No, yeah, I want to um, you know just keep following. Keep um, we don't know what's going to happen with TikTok right now. There's a, a yeah. legislation. To eliminate TikTok, they're saying they're going to ban it. We don't know if they're going to ban it. If they're not going to ban it. I think there's a war right now in terms of the control of of information. You know, unfortunately, mm -hmm. the United States doesn't have a handle on, on TikTok, and they don't know how to control that information and what's being put out there. TikTok is a mm -hmm. huge tool for communication among the masses, and it yeah. avoids misinformation because it's people giving you information in real time. The Ohio mm -hmm. train derailment was a prime example of that, right? A lot of news media didn't cover it. There was a lot of stuff that was not being said in terms of the contamination of the areas and the rivers and the water reservoirs and what people were going to. And if it wasn't for TikTok and the people, boots on the ground giving the correct information, if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have found out about a lot of shit. And the sure. government doesn't like that, you know? Mm -hmm. And they can handle Twitter, they can handle Google, they can control Facebook, but they can't do shit about um, TikTok. And I think yeah. there was a recent article on how Facebook, uh, um, they hired this company to do like media opposition research on TikTok. I mean, it's really bad. You know, they really want to suppress it. So I tell people, hey, follow me on YouTube, you know, because I'm going to start putting more content over there. And, you know, the page might die. I don't know what's going to happen, but everybody needs to be aware that there is an information war out there. So be be wary. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, especially these larger industries, right? Be it the television industries, uh, be it the music industry, the entertainment industry, they all have a stake in not wanting TikTok to continue to succeed because it's fucking up their business model, you know, uh, yeah. where people don't have to tune into an hour-long news program to catch up on what happened that day. Uh, in the music industry, artists have far more leverage now because they can build up a following on their own and then just... Um, use the the record label rather than the record label using them. 
you know, so there's there's a lot of, of really powerful people who I'm sure don't want to see TikTok uh, succeed. So it's really going to be interesting to to watch how this whole thing kind of plays out over the next few months and possibly years. Yeah, yeah. they're saying they were going to do it uh, with phones that are from the government only. But, you know, right. That, that hand can stretch a little further. So we'll see what happens with it. Sure. But I mean, in the, in the meantime, where can people follow you on the TikTok, YouTube, all that stuff so they can keep up uh, with your content? You're always putting out really amazing stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Keep following. Yeah, keep supporting. I'm going to start a podcast soon. I know people are asking for it and I'm going to put it out yeah. there. Um, but yeah, we're going to keep creating good content and uh, putting the truth out there. And we keep dealing with the haters the way we always do. We laugh in their faces and get more content out there. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And it's what? It's uh, at Luisito. Uh, Luisitorio 787, that good old area code in Puerto Rico. I love it, man. Well, listen, I, I know we're both getting ready to run out of here to go watch this World Baseball Classic. We got to watch <laughs> the game, bro. We got to watch I the know. game. It's a big deal. Dominicana yes. and Puerto Rico made the best guy, made the best team win. I, we yes. love our, our Dominican brothers, you know? It's like two good playing each other, and we're going to enjoy right. it. It's going to be a lot of fun. So we'll see. Yeah. Everybody's like yeah. nervous. Yeah. <laughs> The, the competitive back and forth that's been going on, like it's been really fun to kind of watch everybody interact. So I'm, I'm excited for it. It's going to be a, a huge game for, for all yeah. of us to get to watch. So, uh, man. But, dude, I appreciate you always uh, for your, your perspective and hopping on the show. It's always great catching up with you. Thank you, brother. Keep doing good work out there, man. Thank you for the invite. Man, big shout out to my guest this week, Luisito Oserio, for hopping on the show. Always appreciate his takes and his opinions. And his content, I think he's really dope. Go follow him on TikTok. He makes a lot of really, really interesting uh, content and has some really dope conversations. And with that said, uh, let's tie everything we talked about today in a neat little bow in a segment we call Conclusion Stew. Time for Conclusion Stew. Mm. All right, so first and foremost, I do want to address you know, a little inside baseball here. We did record that episode yesterday. So that was when the World Baseball Classic, the game was happening between Puerto Rico and the Dominican Republic. Um, and basically, I'm breaking the third wall right now just so I can brag about the fact that Puerto Rico beat the Dominican Republic and is advancing to the next round of, of, uh, of games in the World Baseball Classic. And it was, it was bittersweet. It was really, it was really bittersweet because you had um, Puerto Rico's closing pitcher Edwin Diaz get hurt while celebrating their win at the end of the game. It looked pretty bad; he couldn't even put any weight on his on his knee. So it was a bittersweet celebration, but we still won that shit. Um, but this is not not a slight to my Dominican brothers and sisters. I love you guys. It was a friendly competition amongst family. But just so you know, we won, and we are the ones moving on to the next round. Just throwing it out there. I, I wanted to make sure I kept that in today's recording um, that, that Puerto Rico spanked that ass. Just letting y'all know. Now, moving on back to what we're talking about today uh, on the show with, with Luisito. Man, Trump going to Trump. I, I almost like I almost hate talking about these Trump stories because it's like a new one every fucking week, it feels like. But there's also, I think, to what... Luis was saying there is two different Americas, right? There's one for the rich white people and then there's one for the rest of us. And and I think all of these instances with Donald Trump and the way that he's able to weasel out of being held accountable for his actions, I think is just a glaring example of those two Americas on display. And I think that's why it's important to, you know, kind of talk about these stories and point out the hypocrisy that happens in this country, if you are a white person and, and a white person with money. Um, outside of that, yeah, I don't, I mean, I, I guess it's also relevant because we're hoping that this asshole doesn't become president again. Uh, but I am sick of talking about, about Donald Trump and, and, uh, and all the nonsense that he gets himself into. Now, what is, man, something I have to speak on is the extremists that, that are on the Republican side who are literally like, just going after everything they possibly can when it comes to the idea of contraception, when it comes to women being able to make a choice for their bodies, you know, now targeting Walgreens for these abortion pills. And it, it's just a, it's a crazy 
time period to be living in because as Luis said, when I asked him, you know, where does it end? And he said, you know, there basically is no end in sight. Of course, I'm paraphrasing what he said, but how far is too far? They, they're just going to keep going further and further and further until they get this sort of extremist country that they're, you know, this Christian extremist country, you know, that, that loves white supremacy, essentially, until that becomes a reality. And that's why it's important for all of us to continue to vote. And these smaller elections outside of presidency, but you see how this matters when you talk about uh, who's in the House of Representatives, who's in the Senate, who has the majority, like all of this type of shit matters. Um, and those are kind of some of those smaller, quote unquote, elections, you know, not just the presidency. And we all have to be involved or we are just going to keep going back and back in time. And it's, that's very, very scary to me. And man, this Silicon Valley bank collapse, um, you know, the that's terrible in itself. But the fact that now having a diverse board is what is what people are trying to blame this collapse on. Right. And again, people like Ron DeSantis, I mean, it's to be expected at this point. This is a part of his campaign trail of like um, being a, a Trump, uh, you know, out trumping Trump, essentially, and, and taking on the woke mob. But the Wall Street Journal to have, you know, what should be a credible publication, what it was supposed to be to have a journalist, you know, writing for you saying that they were distracted by diversity demands, possibly that's why it failed. Again, like, are we when when this has happened to multiple companies, multiple industries, are we then saying like maybe because it was too many white people, that's why uh, that, that industry failed or that's why that person robbed this or that's why this person stole? No, that's never the case. But when it's, you know, something like I always say this, that unfortunately, we as people of color, we as marginalized people, we are representing our entire community every time something goes right or wrong. And this is just another example of that, that diversity practices took their attention away from being able to run their bank properly. That's just absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And again, the big thing that I point out is a national publication like the Wall Street Journal is having a journalist write and, and, and print this in, in their, their papers or on their website. However, it gets delivered these days. I don't think anybody buys newspapers anymore. That's what scares me. But hey, here we are. And on a positive side of things, because we definitely need it. Shout out to Katia Echazareta. I really hope I pronounced that right. Um, as the first Mexican-born woman to travel to space, she now also will have her own Barbie, courtesy of Mattel. And as we were talking about, like this goes beyond just a doll. This is representation. This is inspiration for young girls out there to see themselves and in a... a, a a bigger place than just, you know, maybe the people they grew up around, right? But to see themselves on a world, you know, on a, man, international and, man, it, outer space level at this point, right? Uh, seeing what a person who looks like them or came from a similar background to them, seeing what they've been able to accomplish, that inevitably is going to inspire so many young girls out there. And to be able to have, have a doll that looks like them, that represents their hopes and dreams, um, is I think far more important than any of us realize kids are so man, the kids are like sponges, you know, we are influenced by our surroundings and, and the things that we see and, um, you know, the things that we are exposed to, whether we realize it or not, you know, and, and things like this are going to allow kids to kind of soak up positive reinforcement about their ability in this world. Um, and that's why stuff like this is so, so incredibly special. And I love, love to see it. Now, I say shout out to Luisito for hopping on the show. And man, I just got in the physical books for Just Be. So I have um, a few copies that were unsold. Um, these are the first editions. I'm going to be signing all of them that go out. After that, I'm turning it all over to Amazon. So they'll be printing them on demand. So I won't be able to sign them. Um, and those will be like the second edition books. So these will be a first edition, all signed by myself. They just pick them up while, while they're available. Just Be.nyc. And man, I'm I'm excited to share it with y'all. I'm nervous now that it's like officially be going out to the world. The pre-orders are done. We're really just sending everything out now. I hope y'all love it as much as man, as much as I, I put so much love into it. So I hope that you love it equally uh, as much as I invested into it. I hope that it changes some people's lives because that was, you know, always the, the intention of everything that I do. And of course, check out the Streets Dog podcast. Uh, and that's it. At DJ Dramos on Instagram. If you want to connect, social media at DJ Dramos. 
man, have an amazing weekend. And I'll catch y'all on Tuesday with a brand new episode. So then stay safe. I'll talk to you soon. Peace. Life as a Gringo is a production of the Michael Tura Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.